baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So we've been having some fun with the holiday showdown today about whether or not alcohol is part of your holiday celebration. Distinctly different answers to that question uh, with the folks texting in, majority saying no, to online it's 90% saying yes. But it raises an interesting question about um, the availability of alcohol, especially when you've got a family member maybe who's dealing with issues regards to alcohol. So we thought we'd uh, bring on Lydia Burr. She's Director of Clinical Services at Hazelden Betty Ford in St. Paul. She's on the John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline. Let's start there, Lydia. When you have a family member who is maybe newly sober, uh, somebody who's dealt with uh, alcohol problems, what is the best recommendation you can have for families out there, folks who are listening now who are planning that holiday event and how they should prepare for that person? Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me. It's um, it's a really good question, and of course, there's no simple answer that can you know that that can be generalized to every family. Of course, every family is different. They have different needs. They have different relationships and um, just different dynamics. I think for anyone who has a family member who's maybe newly sober, newly in recovery. Um, I I think the best advice I could give that could be generalized to everyone is to ask that person what they need in order to feel safe at the family gathering or at the family event. A lot of times people in early recovery whose youth has really had a negative impact on their family, you know, or they're really struggling with their family relationships as a result, they are, are pretty hesitant to ask for what they need or set the boundaries that they need in order to stay safe during the holidays because they feel like they've already done enough to their family. They've already asked for enough. They've already put their family through enough and they, and they don't want to then uh, set this boundary or ask what they need to protect their recovery um, because they just, they feel like maybe their family's tapped out. That you raise a great point in that it's, you know, it, it seems simple enough. Ask that person what their comfortability is, but that's, so many of us have that difficulty, right? They walk on eggshells, afraid to even bring it up, but it's pretty simple. Just ask them like, what their comfort level is, right? Absolutely, and it's easier said than done. I want to acknowledge that. It really is easier said than done. Sometimes, you know, for some families, the presence of alcohol at um, a family gathering or event is, is really crucial. It's really important to them for some reason. And there also can just sort of be a lack of knowledge around early recovery and what somebody in early recovery needs. And so they just may not even think of it. You know, there's no malicious intent, anything like that. They just may not realize, hey, this person that I love in early recovery shouldn't be around alcohol or maybe they um, will be uncomfortable or this will be triggering for them. Some people just think, you know, as long as they don't drink, they're fine and they don't have to drink. So everybody else can. And there's just not as much thought put into it. And um, it can kind of be sort of a, a realization for families like, hey, I actually have to consider what my role is in helping this person feel safe 
Um, and it's just, you know, if somebody is a new, newly in recovery, then that family is newly in recovery as well, and they just may not know. Uh, we are talking uh, to uh, an expert on this uh, because we've, we've brought up this question uh, about whether or not, you know, alcohol is part of the equation. Another dynamic, Lydia, is that you might have a family member who is dealing with an active problem with, with, with alcohol or other substances that manifests itself during these gatherings. And unfortunately, some of these family members may have not seen it before and other family members may be in denial. Tell me about uh, a family that is dealing with that situation. What is the best recourse there? Is it, uh, I, I wouldn't even imagine bringing it up at that kind of gathering, but is that the best time to do it? Or what, what's the guidance there? It's, it's a really good question. And sometimes um, it can happen over the holidays that a family realizes how much their loved one is struggling. Maybe they don't see them as much the rest of the year, um, or maybe, you know, that person isn't as in touch. And it it can happen that you notice um, that somebody's really struggling maybe more than you thought. I think the best recourse for that is to talk to your loved one when, um, when they're sober, right? Not when they're under the influence. And um, to communicate the, the concern that you have based on the actions that you've observed. I think sometimes conversations, you know, where we're trying to talk to a loved one about their use can feel or become accusatory. And what we really want is to focus on the love that we have for that person and the concern we have for them because of how much we love them. So coming from that place of warmth and care and concern will always help the conversation go better than it would, you know, if if there were a lot of finger pointing or blaming um, or shaming going on in that conversation. So one, wait for your loved one to be sober. It's, It's not usually helpful to have these conversations when they're under the influence. And two, um, try to come from a place of love and caring versus, um, blaming or shaming. We're talking to Hey Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did lydia bird director of clinical services is hazelden betty ford in st paul uh, when it comes to the recovery community and trying to help people um who are addicts how difficult the time of year is this generally i would imagine this is probably the toughest time of the year you know it really can be a very difficult time of year especially for people who are in early recovery but even for people who have been in long-term and and sustained recovery there, um, the holidays are a stressful time of year. And yes, they're supposed to be merry and, and happy and, and um, fun. And all of those things can be true at the same time that they can be stressful. And it also is definitely a disruption to a daily practice or a daily structure and routine. So all of those things piled together can, um, can be difficult for somebody, in, especially in early recovery. We can also have um, 
expectations of how it's going to go that don't necessarily match the reality of how it does go. And so there can be some disappointment uh, related to that. Um, all of that, you know, mixed together uh, is just can be difficult. And it doesn't mean that at the same time it isn't helpful um, to see your family or it isn't fun to see your loved ones. I think that for those who are supporting somebody who is in early recovery, it's just important to maybe keep in mind all of those things mixing together. This person can be happy to see you. They can be excited um, and they can be stressed out and scared and have expectations that don't match reality and, and being available to create space for all of those different and sometimes conflicting emotions can be helpful. And it's such a great point and, and one that even people who are, who've been sober for, for a long time, sometimes it's, it's on us to give those people grace that maybe they don't want to, maybe they're in a difficult spot and they just don't want to show up to a gathering because they feel like um, those triggers will be there. I think it's so important for us to recognize that and, give people a little grace this time of year. No, it's not. We shouldn't take offense at all. They don't want to be with us. We just don't know what the headspace that they're in at that given point. Right, exactly. You you said it very well. Um, I think that it's really important for anybody in recovery, whether it's early or long-term and sustained, they need to be empowered to protect their recovery and whatever that looks like for them. Sometimes that means missing a family gathering because there are going to be some people there you know, whose relationships, you know, they haven't, haven't been quite repaired or maybe will never be repaired. Um, and maybe that person needs to engage more with their sober network and support their mutual assistance groups um, because the holidays are such a stressful time. And there can be any number of reasons why somebody needs to take certain actions to protect their recovery. But at the end of the day, it's just important that we respect that and that we allow for that and, and try not to take it personally and just try to be understanding. Lady, before I let you go, can I uh, ask you a question that one of our texters just submitted to us? Would uh, you be comfortable with that? Absolutely. Fire away. Somebody says, uh, any suggestions about family members that just don't care if somebody is struggling and will drink excessively anyway? Yeah, that's a really difficult situation, isn't it? You know, it's, again, this is one of those questions where, it really depends on the family and the dynamics of the family. Some options are not inviting that person um, and setting a boundary around, you know, we're not going to have drinking at this family gathering. So if you plan to drink, you you can't come. Um, it might be empowering the person who's struggling to stay away, knowing that, you know, this person doesn't, this person is, is going to drink whether or not, you know, you're there and, and isn't going to respect the boundaries. Um it can be having two separate events, you know, so both members of the family get to get to see their family without seeing each other. It really just depends. Um, it really just depends on the on the family. I think the most important thing is not to knowingly create an environment where somebody who is trying to be in recovery or somebody who is struggling and doesn't want to be around alcohol to not create an environment where they have to be. Yeah. Excellent point. Lydia, thank you so much for jumping on with us today about uh, what is a topic that I know many, many people uh, struggle with uh, every year. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. I appreciate it. Lydia Burt, Director of Clinical Services at Hazleton Betty Ford in St. Paul. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 